Are you interested in starting your own podcast? Well, if you are and haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to podcast. Let me explain. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Simple, easy, done. Anchor will also send out your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you want to have your own podcast, just like the Father-Son Podcast, go with Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, the free Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to episode six of the Father-Son Podcast. Noah Thompson, Craig Thompson. This is episode six with Caleb Elliott. And uh, before we get there, just kind of brief update what's going on with us and talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament that's going on. Obviously, Appalachian State made it into the 68-team pool, played a first four game. Um, Dad, it was a disappointing result, good effort in the second half, but, man, it was just a, it was a heartbreaker. Yes, it was. You know, the first half, not being able to ring the bell from behind the arc, I think we went 0 for our first 21. I believe we were 0 for 18 at halftime. It was rough. It was really rough. Um, I felt like our, our defense, you know, it's kind of hard to say your defense kept you in the game when you're down by whatever, 16 at half. But uh, – and then we ended up getting down 19 to start the second half. And uh, But then – we had the shots started falling, the defense cranked up a notch, and lo and behold, we find ourselves ahead. And it was just, a, as you said, a fantastic effort. And um, I, I was just – it made me so proud. And, and even at the end, we had our chances to win. And and I, I think that's all you can kind of kind of ask for in, in a game like that, that um, you, you find out a lot about yourself and the fight and the will and the effort that they showed to, to put themselves in a position to win and – you know, you, you look, there's a lot of teams that had the same outcome that we did, but they, they didn't – they weren't as close, you know. They didn't have that fight. A lot of blowouts. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, they they played as well as they could have in the second half. And uh, basically, we, we app lost by one, and we missed a dunk. I mean, yeah. we didn't miss, miss the dunk to lose the game, but we did miss a dunk. And, like, you can just only think about things that, well, what if? And I promise you, Norfolk State went on to lose to Gonzaga, obviously. But I promise you that Gonzaga would have not put up as many points as they did against us. Our defense is too good. Like, they they play similar to Virginia pack line. I mean, it's they're, they're yeah. tough defensively, and it just sucks the way it, it, it ended the way it did. Yeah. Um, but, again, I mean, this tournament as a whole, it's been, it's been really fun. It's uh, – it, it, it's still the last time we we had a a podcast was right at the start of the tournament, and the, it was that night we were going to play um, is when we recorded the draft with Bailey, and um, that night we were about to play the game, and so it had, hadn't hit yet for what I'm about to say that Duke isn't in this tournament, and you know us being longtime Duke guys, I mean it's weird, like it is so weird. Um, Riley, our good friend, Riley Hamilton, was joking. He was like, hey, man, what time's Duke play on Sunday? And then uh, when I – he's a big Ohio State guy. And when they lost, we were like, oh, what time's Ohio State play? Um, but it's been fun. It's been it's been a tournament of upsets. Um, got Ohio in there. You got ACU over Texas. 
Um, you got Loyola is on a run. I mean, just upsets all over the board, and it's been it's been really fun to watch. North Texas, the Mean Green, uh, getting the best of Purdue. So I mean, it, it's been great. Um, Dad, have you watched much of the of the tournament at all? Bits and pieces, um, you know, uh, it, it, and it's not that I got sour grapes because App's out and Duke didn't make it, but um, I've just had other things kind of going on. But I have tried to to watch when I can, and uh, it, you know, it's uh, it, it's been interesting, and I think we're going to see a winner this year that we've never seen as a national champion. I mean, it's <laughs> it's shaping up that way for sure, and. Uh, you know, my bracket is uh, is all to pieces. I've never done this bad. <laughs> it's been been tough for sure. Who's your original Final Four teams? Okay, so my original Final Four teams, I've only got one left. And um, I had Illinois coming out of the Midwest. I had Ohio State coming out of the South. I had uh, – Iowa actually coming out of the West and I've got Alabama going to the final four. My original, I had Alabama playing Ohio state in a rematch of the football title game when Alabama winning. So I, I've still got a, I got a chance. With Bama who's so in place of, I guess, Iowa, Ohio state and Illinois, who are your new three from well, I'm throwing Gonzaga in there. I, I really felt like Iowa was going to upset them because it's just so hard to go undefeated. And, um, you know, so I guess, you know, if Kansas might be one that could give them a run for the money. Um, but I don't know if uh, USC has got it in them or Oregon. Um, and then on the other side, uh, gee whiz, man, um, it may be Arkansas. Uh, no, I'm going to say Baylor. I think Baylor will probably do it. I think it'll be Baylor. And then down on the, on the bottom down there, um, I'm going to go out on a limb, man. I'm going ACC. I'm going Syracuse. Syracuse. Yep. I mean, they're rolling. Um, Houston's a pretty good team. You know, uh, Buddy like Buddy Beheim for uh, you know Buddy Beheim for Syracuse has really turned it on. Um, yeah. I, I just don't know how you can go against Gonzaga. I mean, they're unreal. I wa- yeah. I just watched them against Oklahoma. They're they they can literally it takes a handful to beat them. Um, but my four, my original four, Dad, it's right here. You can see it. I flash the paper. I've yeah. only made marks to the incorrect ones, and I don't see any marks there on the final four for mine. So I'm sticking with what I got. Um, out of the West, Gonzaga, the East, Alabama, and out of the South, Baylor. And in red, it's been there the whole time. My Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago are going to the Final Four, and I'm sticking with it. Um, Will, who's been on the on the pod with us before, he and I have been huge on Loyola, Chicago, and I'm riding with them until they meet Baylor, and Baylor's going to get the best of him. But Gonzaga will not lose a game, and I got them winning the whole thing. They're uh, solid. They're good. So, uh, 
Episode six with Caleb Elliott. Man, Caleb was fantastic. He's got great storytelling abilities. That's why he's a stand-up comedian. Um, if you follow this podcast, you're really going to love him. It's, it's a little different, not not a ton of sports, um, but Caleb's a good friend of ours. We've been really friends since as long as I can remember. Um, but Caleb's doing big things, and um, it, it's it's a great great time with Caleb. So it's, it's on the App Store, download Dry Bar. It's um, a comedy just app. It's kind of like an app full of Netflix specials. Caleb's is a half one. So it's 30 minutes um, and it's called the diary of a smooth black kid. And it's so good. Just go download dry bar comedy and search Caleb Elliott. It'll come up. Um, But without further ado, let's get right into our conversation with stand-up comedian Caleb Elliott. All right, let's go ahead and welcome in our guest, Caleb Elliott, stand-up comedian, Caleb Elliott. Caleb, how you doing, man? I'm good. How about you guys? Chilling. Um, we're, we're glad to have you on, man. Man, I'm glad oh, yeah. to be here, man. This is a family reunion right now. I ain't seen y'all in a long time, <laughs> so I'm ready to catch up, man. Uh, where, where are you these days, Caleb? Man, I'm in the pond still. I've always been in the pond. Oh, so you're still right around the corner. Exactly, yeah. Right before the pandemic, I was getting ready to go to a bigger city, but, you know, that kind of shut everything down. So. I got you. Still at the house. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, at DCU. The crib, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm in. <laughs> Caleb Elliott, stand-up comedian. Um, first and foremost, Caleb, I know you got a, a really good story of how this came about. So how did you get into stand-up comedy? Man, um, guys, this is a long story, but I'm gonna give you the short version. Basically, in, in middle school, I started at, at Southern Middle. I was doing speech and debate, and they had um, uh, the type of form of speech that was funny. It's called humorous interpretation. And so I wrote my first speech, and it was about Barney, Dora, Max, and Ruby, and how Barney, he didn't have, um, he was like drunk or something at a Chris Brown concert or Dora didn't know her last name and Max and Ruby didn't have any parents. I was trying to figure out what her parents were and all that stuff. And so that just became my first act, like at the the talent show there. Um, started stand up in like the sixth grade, then first went to um, a comedy club when I was about 14, freshman high school. And because I had already some experience under my belt, I got to kind of rise in the ranks pretty quickly. So Got to work with a lot of cool people at a young age, which was awesome. Um, and I've been doing it ever since, pretty much. That's the short so, version. So, um, I guess, Noah, uh, you know, tell them how we came about knowing Caleb and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them. I mean, I don't know y'all my whole life, it seems like. I know, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, you, you were on the Orioles in the Machine Pit yeah, Baseball right. League. <laughs> yeah. Long time ago. That's right. That was yeah. right. That was my whole baseball career. Yeah. So <laughs> that, was that, was only, that was your only year. Oh, That's man. right. I sure hope I didn't do anything to run you off. I, was, I, I forgot was, about that. Was just, I just like that small town feel because you, you you feel like you know people your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of relating that back to what you just said. What's it like with doing shows around the area i know you don't necessarily do a ton because you go to bigger market have you done one at home no i probably haven't done one like in this area since maybe 2014 15 just because there's really no venue for it which is fine you really have to travel for stand-up anyway and that's one of the fun parts about the job is that you're in a new city or new place as often as possible 
So when's your next one around, you know, in North Carolina? Do you have anything? I do. So I'm at the Improv. The Improv Comedy Club is one of my favorite clubs. It's recent to North Carolina. It's probably been open for like two years now, but it closed for the entirety of the pandemic from March till now. It's just now reopening um, on the 8th is my first show back. And so I'm excited for this club. It's my favorite club, too, because there's only a handful of like amateur like North Carolina comics that are able to play. It's like me and six other people. So. Is that in Raleigh? Yes, sir. That's in Cary. It's like it's called the Raleigh Improv, but it's really yeah. in Cary. But it's it's a dope club. It seats like five fifty. It's like a mini theater almost. What is the biggest crowd that you've performed in front of? I did seven thousand roughly in Atlanta. There's this place called the Tabernacle, and it was like seven thousand or close to about it. It's like a three story. Um, theater that man it was cool man it was cool a lot of people think it's more it's it's more it's harder to do stand up when there's less people when there's seven thousand people i mean somebody gonna laugh at something right you know (laughs) what i'm saying there's like there's probably 80 percent of the crowd that you're actually working for but there's like 20 percent that they're just gonna laugh at everything but that was probably the biggest show and it was a lot of fun too it was right before i was getting ready to shoot a special i did and so I was like working on that material and man, I, I had a blast, man. It was a lot of fun. So um, have you ever been in front of a crowd and they just didn't laugh or anything? I mean, is that, I, I can't imagine that happening with you, but there's gotta be some sticks in the mud out there somewhere that like. You're right. That doesn't happen often. Um, but <laughs> no, uh-huh. with stand up, that's the, the beauty of it too is that anybody can the term for it is bomb like if you have a bad show you call it bombing and anybody can bomb at any time it can be just be the crowd you know what i'm saying just their energy they aren't i'll do the same jokes so you know um so with sinbad i was on tour with with a comedian named sinbad for about a year and his crowd there was a a age gap at first so i mean it was it was hard at first because i was talking about stuff that like you know a 20 year old was going through and they was all 50 plus great, great year. (laughs) I mean, you know, they were in their prime is what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) But man, it was, it was, it was rough. I ain't gonna lie. There were some shows, man. I'm afraid to go back to that city, man. You know what I'm saying? But that's just, that's just the game. I can tell you the places too, because people would bring it up and I'm like, dang, I hate that state. I'd be like, why? And I'd be like, I can't tell you. I can't even tell you. But that's a part of it, too. And now all, all comics, we like to joke about, you know, our stories where we're bombing or had a terrible show. We're like, hey, have you been to this club? And we're like, yeah, I'm on that club so bad. And then it's just just part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Well, how about uh, what, what's your favorite city or favorite venue that you've uh, Ooh, in? So many. This is going to sound weird. So I really like St. Louis. There's a comedy club in St. Louis called Helium Comedy, and that's a network. And man, I mean, they was just the shows, the people in every city make this make the shows. Yeah. And I mean, those shows were crazy. I mean, the energy was there and the crowds with me the whole time. Mm, excuse me. That and then right before everything shut down, me and Sinbad were in Nebraska. And Nebraska, believe it or not, those shows were awesome. I mean, the Midwest was super cool. People really? were super nice. Yeah. And so they had they came to have a good time for the majority. It was funny because we were in the green room 
and he was looking at his phone and he was like, you know, we were just starting to hear about, you know, the pandemic stuff like that. And he was like, man, what if people stop coming to shows? And I was like, man, it's not going to get that up. It's not going to get that bad. You know what I'm saying? I was like, don't worry about it. That's not going to happen. Next week, everything was gone, man. It was oh, crazy. Man. Yeah, but it was it was a great time while we were there, man. Yeah. Was, you know, people always make a make a city. Believe it or not, Greensboro. Greensboro has a club. Yeah. The people always come out for a good time. Have you performed in Vegas? I have not, actually. I have not. Have you ever seen a show in Vegas? Well, we've been to Vegas a lot of times, mm. and so look, we're going in in June. So see if you can get on the docket out there sometime between June the fifteenth and seventeenth, <laughs> and and we'll come watch it. I have to. I'd be awesome. Well, yeah, if you pay for the flight, bad, he can pull some strings. That's right. I gotta call him. Hey, man, yeah. you tell him Craig said. To yeah, put you right. on. <laughs> Caleb, speaking of Sinbad, yeah. Um, Describe your relationship and kind of what the work you did with him. What was it like working with Sinbad? Man, it was a blessing, man. That's all I can, in a nutshell. I mean, he he is one of the most genuine, authentic people I think I've ever encountered. And just to be able to learn so closely, um, to have the best seat in the house every night is truly an honor. So how he does his stand-up is I come out and I do my time up front kind of as an opener. And then he'll keep me up on stage and he'll just kind of riff or just make up material based off what I said or what we did that day or what the crowd is saying. And he does that for an hour, two hours. And so I get to stand on stage with him and just kind of go back and forth for the major for the entirety of his set. And I mean, it's just it's just awesome. It's just a cool experience because there's I don't know of really any other comic that has that gifting to where they can just just make it up on the spot we make it appear like it's made up some of it is but to have an hour to two hours just be about what the crowd is throwing out at you is just insane and so i learned just so much about not just stand up from them but just the back end too about how to treat people and keep your team together and he would like um if you ever went over his time or something he would pay the whole club, all the waitresses and stuff like that, a little extra on the night just because they had to stay so long and always took care of people, you know. And so he was he's really family more than anything. But just I was so honored just to be able to travel with him, you know. How did you meet him? Good question. So, we, again, I started really young. I started going to the comedy club about 14. So the first time I opened for him, I was actually 15. And um, the owner came up to me. He was like, hey, we got this dude coming to Sinbad. You want some time? And I was like, heck, yeah, you know. And so when we when I performed for him, he actually took the whole club, like all the the waitresses and the bouncers, all that, to the actual club that night. And so me and my dad got to go, and I was in there, you know, VIP, just kind of sitting, chilling, you know what I'm saying, watching everybody. But since then, we just always kept in touch throughout the years, and then, in 2018, his his usual opener or feature, his name's Chase Anthony, very funny dude, but he had another gig in New York and Sinbad was coming to Charlotte. And so Sinbad called me, he said, hey man, how you doing? I said, I'm good, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, hey, um, I'm in Charlotte this weekend, do you want to come perform? And I was like, yes, I don't know how I'm getting there or like where I'm staying, but I said <laughs> yes first, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, all right, we'll figure some stuff out and make sure you get here. And so I was like, Sinbad, I got a car. Don't worry about it. I got a friend to stay with. 
And when I got there, he was like, well, we already put you up in a hotel. So they put me up in this nice hotel, a lot of fun stuff. And while we were jamming and stuff, like during the show, I was performing. I did this thing at the end with somebody in the crowd. I started singing. And uh, Simba likes to bring a band on the road. And so basically after that, I think that's what kind of like was the selling point. Is once he started bringing musicians, I would like sing. We would do music and stuff at the end yeah. of the show. So, but yeah, that's how we. That we is came, so we, cool, man. Yeah, man, it really was. And he's just a genuine dude too. I can't say enough good things. So, yeah. so one of the one of the biggest things in stand up comedy, especially today, are the specials. Mm. And um, first of all, what's your favorite special? I know this answer because Kevin are oh, friends. But what's your favorite <laughs> special? Who's who's your favorite comedian? That is a good question. So with me, my favorite is Chappelle. You know, that's one of my favorite comics. Just because um, when I was younger, that was just who I try to model after the most, you know. Um, and he has a good special Sticks and Stones I was actually listening to last night. That one came out 2020. It's very, um, you know, I'm a clean comic as far from it. But um, it's it's, it's good. Vulgar. It's good all the same. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> big choice words. Yeah, yeah. Um, but right now, one of my favorite um, comics. His name is Nate Bargatze, and Nate Bargatze. He's a comic out of Tennessee. He just dropped his second Netflix special. It's called The Greatest Average American, and it was shot during COVID, and it's actually amazing. And COVID shows or shooting anything during COVID is hard just because the it's hard to collect the last for the track. You know what I'm saying? That's what helps make all your jokes funny is that you can hear other people laughing. And his is just done so well. It's shot outside. There's a helicopter that goes over and they talk about that. But that's probably my new favorite now that I'm like studying or just paying attention to. I probably switch from different people often. So that's definitely one of the ones. What about uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, Dad. Do you have that on on spot? Wait, your favorite. Your favorite. I don't, Dad. Are you like? Do you know of, of any stand up specials? Like, do you watch any of those? Yeah. Would you ever watch like Andy Griffin or? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That, hey, speaking of Andy, yeah, uh, one of his famous bits was what it was was football Mm -hmm. have you ever heard that i think i've heard people talk about it okay it's hilarious and yeah no it's clean you need to go on as they pick on me and say (laughs) go on to youtube and google search it what it was was football and um okay but the i don't know if this is true but i had heard that the first time he ever performed that live was at the pinehurst hotel Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but that, that's hilarious. That's but, Dad's um, favorite. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of favorite comedians. Um, no, like so. it's specials, like stand-up specials. Like it's on Netflix. Yeah. Like, it's um, definitely more of a our generation type thing. I tell you what, no, that thing that we watched over there, it was that Chappelle. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Sticks and Stones. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I like good. when Chappelle talks about Draymond Green. Yeah, <laughs> that man is that, funny, right? That, that that one's a good one. Yeah. Um, that one's uh, is it Equal Manity? 
Is that is that one of the mm, one? Yeah, yeah, that one's good too. Two thousand like um, nineteen, yeah, yeah. I my favorite one uh, is probably Tom Segura's uh, "Disgraceful." Interesting. Yeah, I think interesting. it's funny. I, I think like it's funny because it was because it that was like the the time period to where everything was all right. You can't say. And he goes over like what you mm. can't say to be like politically correct and stuff like that. That's good. And, and it was it was funny. Um, and you know it, he kind of like picked on it and made sense of it. So he's really good at like making sense of things but being funny about it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know much about no, stand like comedy. But Caleb, uh, you failed your own test there because Caleb oh. has a, a stand up special. I do. Um, it's, <laughs> it's called Diary of a Smooth Black Kid. Called uh, with right. Caleb Elliott. It's on Dry Bar. <laughs> So download the dry bar app, listen to diary of a smooth black kid. Um, mm. And it's, it was, it's really good. It's, it's not as long as like the specials on Netflix or anything like yeah, that. That's what um, but it, it was, it was good. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed I appreciate it. That. What, I appreciate what was that. it like shooting your own special? Like how, man, how does that a, feel? <laughs> it was scary, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> It was pretty cool because I'm, I'm calm. Everything you've done before. So you're like, all right, I know how to kind of do this. But that was my first time, like being on camera and like, I got to make sure everything is, is tight and to the T. Um, it was fun. It was cool experience. So the thing about comedy specials is you always perform twice and they kind of clip both acts together. So I have a first show, second show kind of thing. Um, so the first show, man, I was like scared out of my mind. I was nervous, you know what I'm saying? Because I had to, I want to make sure everything was as close to to right as possible. And then the second show, I just had a good time. So a lot of that is just me freeballing and talking to the crowd and all that other fun stuff. But man, it was a cool experience. And I'm glad it's a half hour too. I'm glad I just got that under my belt so that way I can do some other stuff in the future. And then I got another, another little project thing coming up, hopefully, but um uh, That'll be more stand-up related too. It's a, it's an audio album, and so that'll go on like Series XM and stuff like that. I, that oh, was wow. just shot maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Don't have a title for it yet, but uh, that'll be some more material for you guys. So, yeah, that's but, yeah, so, see, cool that, that's Dad's generation. Like, is Series XM? Like, I grew up mm-hmm. in the car. Me and Dad would turn it on, and he would think it was the funniest thing in the world. And yeah, like, that's that's and that's like where we differ is because because now it's the dry bar comedy app is a huge thing. Netflix specials, mm. you know, stuff like that. Um, with this special, did you model your show or uh, like your performance after anyone? Or is this like, okay, I've learned from this person, this person, this person, I'm making it my own. That's more of my own. So like, I'm always pretty chill, calm or whatever, but I think because I was so nervous, I'm a little, the energy is a little lower than I wanted to be on camera. Um, but I've always been that kind of lack of a better word, just smooth. Like my pacing is really slow. My energy it's more so how I'm saying what I'm saying than it is my actual jokes. And so this is kind of, hopefully this was a collection of the past 10 years becoming my own, my own thing in a way. And you'll see little mannerisms of like, Oh man, that kind of, I can tell he'd be watching Chappelle or stuff like that, but it's, it should be a whole lot of me, hopefully. So have you met any of those other guys like, say, Chappelle or, you know, some of these other, you know, pretty well? Yeah, I met a lot of um, Entertainer. He's a hoot. That's right. <laughs> so I met D.L. D.L. Yeah. Hoogley is in the Kings of Comedy. 
I met um, Donnell Rawlings. Donnell Rawlings is on the Chappelle show. He does the I'm rich at the end. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that part, but I've met a handful of people, but I don't think anyone that like y'all be like, oh, no way. I worked with Ralphie May for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ralphie May was cool. I got all his albums signed over there. I'm down yeah. in the basement. But um, he signed all his albums before he died, and he was like, hey, man, here you go, and all this other stuff. So got that. I worked with Taylor Tomlinson. She's like a newer comic. She got a Netflix special out and just blew up. Um, and a hand, I mean, honestly, a lot of people. I worked with Tracy Morgan, yeah. um, D. Ray Davis. I mean, with, with comedy, that's kind of like when you reach feature, which is basically a middle act or like a, a opener per se, you kind of, I mean, every weekend you're basically, if you're not on the road with someone, you're kind of meeting a new person pretty yeah. often. So there's a handful. I mean, if I went down John Reap, I know you know John oh, Reap yeah. from Hickory. I um, got to work with him a long time ago. So I've seen, I've seen a, a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people. That's if I went down the list, I'd be, you know, I'd be here. Yeah. All day. But never should pay. I got to run into him. A cool story. When I was, I forget where we were. I think we were in Greensboro, Sinbad and I. But I was like, Sinbad, you know Chappelle's birthday? He was like, oh, really? And I said, yeah. So he takes his phone out. What's up, man? Just want to wish you happy birthday. And I was sitting there like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was panicking. I was like, man, put me on the phone real quick. Let me talk to him. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> and it's cool being a degree away. There's people, you know, how everybody does that game. How close yeah. are you to famous people? Yeah, you know, what I'm saying I met Shaq too. But anyway, go ahead. No, yeah. no, no. That <laughs> listen, listen. I'm. <laughs> you want to tell the story? No, no, yeah, that story. Th- so I was gonna set this up. Like, have you ever? <laughs> I was just gonna kind of clown you. I was, I was yeah. gonna be like, have you ever run into a famous person when you didn't know it was? <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Caleb. You have to tell the All whole right, story. Hear, set, set, set the scene, Dad. It's 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 good, man. So I was I was this is like 2017. I think I was 19 at the time, and I was shooting a, a TV show in Atlanta. Go check it out on Netflix. Anyway, and um, when I'm down in Atlanta for the weekend, so I was like, I might as well go to a comedy club and perform. So when I get there, I got there a little early and it was closed. So I went over to like this subway restaurant that was right beside it. Right. And so uh, I'm sitting in a restaurant. There's no one else in this restaurant. But the people behind the counter, I'm just sitting there on my phone and I see this dude come in. He's like seven, easily seven foot, roughly. He's big, real dark. Right. And I was looking at a dude like, man, that dude kind of looked familiar. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, I know I see him somewhere, but I'm thinking like it must be a player from Georgia Tech or something like that, you know. And so this lady comes in. She goes, hey, my driver wants a picture with you. Do you mind? And he was like, nah, it's all good. And so the lady comes in. She gets a picture. Oh, my God, you're so tall and goes out. And I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, dang, that kind of looks like Shaq. But I was like, there is no there is no way to Shaq. Like, what are the odds that it's just me? And Shaq in this restaurant. And I was listening to his voice. And, you know, Shaq talked like Shaq, you know, let me get her. Let me get no more. It didn't sound quite like that. You know what I'm saying? It didn't sound. I was listening real hard. And I was staring at him so much. I could see him looking at me like, are you going to ask me for a picture? Like, are you going to talk to me? And I was like, man, I did that. There's no way that Shaq. There's no, in my mind, I was like, there's no way that it would be me and him in this restaurant. 
So he gets his food and he starts to leave the restaurant. And I stop him at the door. I say, sir. He goes, yeah. I said, have a good day. He goes, you too. <laughs> and he left, right? Then I get over to the comedy club and I meet this dude. I forget his name, but he was like, hey, man, how's Atlanta? I was like, it's good, whatever. And he goes, have you seen Shaq yet? And I said, what? He said, yeah, Shaq, he hangs around here a lot. He gets his car washed at this place. Every now and again, he goes and eats at this subway. <laughs> so ready, check this out. So I took a picture of this dude as a joke. I was like, um, I was like, Shaq, LOL, thinking like that's not really Shaq. It is clearly you gonna be like that is obviously Shaq. It, is, it, is <laughs> it was just from behind his head, but you oh can see gosh. him over the counter. You're gonna be like Caleb. <laughs> it is like it is so obvious it's Shaq. Like Caleb was telling me this story for the first time, and I'm like I knew Shaq and I'm not even there. like, like, like you tell the story so well, it's clearly Shaq. I'm not even lying. It is. Hold on. Oh my gosh. It's, that's a phenomenal story. That is a phenomenal story. I thought you were all saying you performed at the show and he was out there heckling you. Man, that would have been dope too. I should have been like, Hey man, come on. I'm getting ready to perform. You know, I didn't know you like comedy, but I said, have a good day, sir. <laughs> I was like this dude is crazy because he was looking at me like just come ask me for a picture man Why you, you know what he was looking at you at he was looking at you thinking i've seen that dude on tv somewhere <laughs> where do i know him from that's right man he was on he had to been on some kind of tv show is that yeah. a dude from high school musical <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you tell that story in any of your I, shows? I i used to but i don't anymore it's so old there's stories that you could that you've heard and part of storytelling is just the way you tell it and trying to retell people's stories is hard (laughs) yeah and that's that's like a good reason we did this podcast is because it's you know being able to tell stories is is awesome and telling that story is one of the best stories ever yeah man like a fun little like (laughs) yeah Sinbad was clowning me too Sinbad's like you must be I mean stupid (laughs) (laughs) do you have any other ones that that you ran into like that say you're like you know in in a big city have i ever been alone in a room with a famous person not (laughs) that it was famous (laughs) not necessarily that but but like have you met someone like a another like an nba player football player someone like that um while you're not necessarily uh, a comedian but someone who's famous uh, a number of people, but I don't think nobody like over the top famous. Like we would do different shows in different states and Sinbad just knowing people. I mean, there'll be a number of like celebrities or a degree away from that came to the show. So like the dude that played, um, I don't know if y'all aren't Star Wars fans like that, but one of the Star Wars dudes came to one of the shows one time and I was like, oh, shoot, that's the dude that played Bell Organa. Um, and then who else? Some singers came, a lot of different singers, guitarists, like, um, people like that, but never nobody that's like, oh, shoot, it's LeBron in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Hey, have but, you yeah. met, uh, have you met Steve Harvey? I have not. I have not. That's the next goal. I want to try to meet him and, and Cedric as some yeah. Cedric entertainer because I already know DL a little bit. 
Yeah. So I want to kind of get all three under my belt, just the, the living kings of comedy. But That would be hilarious. I know. And he's a goat, too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. How, how about your mom and dad? Did they ever make it to see any of your shows? Plenty of times. So when I was younger, you know, my dad would drive me to the comedy club. And we did that once a week. So, um, I mean, he's seen... I mean, they just went the other day. I was recording that that audio album and they were at some of the shows, but they've seen it, I mean, countless times. I try not to talk about them, too, whenever they're in the crowd, <laughs> more so my mother than my, my father, because my mother's hilarious. She has a lot of funny things about her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just let it be a surprise if they ever see it on TV or hear it. But they've yeah. done a number of times, you know, they kind of I don't know. I'm kind of over them seeing it. Cause I'm like, it's the same. You've yeah. seen it all before, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last thing before we get to the draft, um, you talked about you being in that Netflix special or uh, TV. Sorry, Netflix. Oh TV yeah, show. that's right. Um, what was the TV show again? It's called Halt and Catch Fire. Um, it's about you know Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes on after that. Nobody's seen it. Right. That's but right. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was actually, it was a pretty good show. It was with um, Lee Pace was in it and um, a couple other, it really, it's a really renowned show. It comes on AMC, but it was just something that, you know, it was just a job for me. It's about the creation of the internet, essentially over four seasons. And I was in season four, episode one. I just played like uh, a character that, you know, was testing out some kind of computer software. It was a really cool experience just being on set for the first time. And I met a lot of cool people. But, um, yeah, it was fun, man. So my question to follow that, do you have any aspirations to act later on? Is that something, a dream of yours? Yeah, the only reason, though, is to do more stand-up. Because um, as you act, you just get credits under your belt. Um, and with more credits, it gives you more opportunities to be a headliner, become a headliner. And so I never really wanted to be an actor, but I acted – um, I act so that I can do more more comedy. And I've had a cool, I have an agent. I've gotten a lot of cool auditions. I'm just, I'm just terrible at it. But I got to audition for Atlanta, um, which is super cool. It's a show with Childish Gambino. I got callback for that and got to read with one of the directors, which was cool. Audition for Stranger Things. Didn't get that, but that was dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's a lot of cool, other cool opportunities, but. I haven't just because of the pandemic, all that other fun stuff and being on tour, I kind of just let it all subside. But as things get back to normal, we'll start picking that up more and keeping better contact with and stuff like that. So. So what kind of uh, what, what kind of time frame are we looking at before Caleb is a headliner? Man, that's a good question, because comedy is a career, yeah. you know, like I'm going to have plenty. I have a thousand other credits before you know because i could i could headline some one night things right now but, but you know the goal is to be a household name too and you know that's that might be a ways away but we'll see you never know you know what i mean if it matters if it matters to you you're a household name in our house that's right <laughs> i mean we all think the world of you but i appreciate it man flatter gets you everywhere mr thompson be careful <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get to the draft. Um, oh, come on, we, come on. Y'all know I love 
We've been talking celebrities, so uh, we're going best celebrities um, that are that could be athletes or are athletes. So the most athletic celebrities. Um, Caleb, you'll go first, then Dad, then we'll snake. I'll go twice, then back to Dad, then Caleb. So, is there a specific sport? No, no specific sport. Okay, word. Dang, just just athletic celebrities. Okay, basically. That that's a good one. We should. We'll yeah. go four rounds. Four rounds. Okay, word. I'm gonna start off with. Um, I'm gonna start off with with Obama. Obama. That's a pretty right because he's pretty yeah. athletic. That's a great right. Pick. You know what I'm saying? A baller. You know what I'm saying? Reps UNC, so you know he's saved. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you just you just did a strike against you right there. <laughs> The only thing he had going for him was when he had Reggie Love, which was a Duke player. No. He wanted to be around Leonard, and and you know, I forgot that's a that's a cuss word in the Thompson house. You yeah. see, you can't can't say none of that. Word. <laughs> oh man, that's good. No, I'm messing right. with, with you. I'm messing with you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Uh-oh. my turn. Right, I'm going with Dwayne the Rock. Johnson. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah I feel like that was pretty one. obvious. Yeah, because he's—I mean, he's huge. Yeah, you play. <laughs> you got to be good at. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, he, I mean, he's just good at being big. I mean, that's that's it, man. You know what I'm saying? Me too. That's what they used to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I, I got two. I'm going Kevin Hart. He's a Nike athlete. Um. Mm. He's multiple. NBA celebrity all-star game MVPs, the first ever to be on the losing team and win the MVP. So give me Kev. Mm. Kev um, Campbell, man. That's true. Yeah, he's pretty good. And um, the next one is I'll go Quavo, a member of Migos. Quavo. Quavo, Quavo. actually had an offer or had interest. I don't know if it was an offer from Appalachian State to play quarterback at a high school. Really? So give me give me Quavo. Left-handed quarterback, yeah. All right, okay, um, I am going to go with another football guy, and that's going to be Burt Reynolds. <laughs> what? No, I'm what's it? What's his history, Dan? <laughs> um, he played uh, quarterback at Florida State, and. You don't know who Burt Reynolds is. He was Smokey and the Bandit. He was uh, in the original Longest Yard. He was in the remake. Oh, come of on, the- <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember the remake. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Burt Reynolds. I like that. Hey, my my immediate thought of Burt. You know who I'm talking about, Caleb? Shirtless. Uh, oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's shirtless too. I just know him because he got that one, the Russian bit. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was good. Funny. All right, you got two. I'm going to go, um, surprisingly enough, I'm going to go J. Cole. Oh, that, I didn't even why, think about that. Wow, that's a great pick. The reason why, one, he came up in the hood, so you know he can play basketball. What? 910, too. <laughs> that's right. He did 910, too. Yeah. And then he was um, training – to actually be in the NBA for a little while. That's right. Which was crazy. But I just saw some footage of that of him, like, actually balling. 
to try to get like walk on NBA and stuff like that. I don't know if he ever did it, but that's a great. Like, that's he up. does Can play. I- he he does play pickup with pros in the summer. Oh, that's and- what's up. At, um, there's this place in New York that's really popular that a lot of pros will go play, and he he just goes and there's clips of him like catching lobs and oh, word. I probably so, seen him there. I probably seen him there when I when I played. Yeah, when you um, were <laughs> 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 okay, and then I snuck around, right? Yep. So this um might be a little left field. In my head, I was thinking basketball, but we'll go all pro. I think Chris Brown too. Would be a would be a good one. I seen him play in the celebrity tournament, and that dude was just sick, man. He's really athletic. He's sick, man. He really is, and he could play. He could play, you know, wide. <laughs> I feel that if we. I mean, if we put a football team together. I feel like he could. Oh yeah, get up the field. You know, what I'm saying he probably fast with it. So that's what I used to do. Right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, Dad, back to you. Okay. Um, wow. I'm going to go with – I'm going with Uncle Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Uh, <laughs> he, he played quarterback at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, and um, he gave it up to go duck hunting, and the guy that took his place was Terry Bradshaw. So That's he always talk, he always talks about Terry Bradshaw probably made out better than he did from sticking around playing football. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a good pick. No, I'm, uh, I'm like that. I'm for this pick. I'm going solely off of the roles in movies, but also I know he's a good athlete. And that's none other than Adam Sandler. How can you be? How can you be so good at golf, but you're also a terrible hockey player? So there's two sports in one movie. The yeah. the longest yard, Paul Crew, mm. man, that that dude was was mm. nasty. And then mm. Grown Ups, you remember Grown Ups? He could hit that bank shot from the from the corner. Who else can do that? Give me Adam Sandler. He can actually play basketball. I seen yeah. some some videos too online of him just like sinking it. I like Adam Sandler. Give me him. And then my next one, um, <laughs> just talk freak of nature athlete, uh, Terry Crews. That's a scary yeah. big man. Yeah. I'm yeah. going Terry Crews. Yeah. Yeah, that is, I mean, just huge. All right, Dev. All right. I've got two that I'm wrestling with here um, for my last one. And all this – it just has to do with the fact that Caleb is our guest today. And so the first one, and I'm not going to count him, but he was on my list. But since Caleb's already talked about him, Shaq was going to be one because I think he's hilarious. Um, and, yeah, he and doesn't I, count. I mean, he's, he's one of the best basketball players of all time. I know. He counts. <laughs> I know. But I'm not going to pick him because we've already talked about him. Okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit more down Caleb's uh, avenue here. And mm-hmm. I'm going with Jim Gaffigan. And mm. you know who that is, Caleb? Yeah, what you talking about? Jim is hilarious. Yep, and uh, he played football at Purdue. Um, he, I didn't even know yep, that. Yep, he was a lineman at Purdue. And uh, then he ended up transferring to Georgetown where he finished his football career at 
with with George. I didn't Tyler. even know that. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Jim. He's 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 a funny guy. No, he really is. Yeah. Yeah, he's in that clean circuit too. That's why I like yeah. him. Yeah. And I'm gonna close it out. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Shaq. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is again. I was yeah. This is a weird one, but I'm gonna pick Prince. Oh, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Prince played in high school. Okay, it was greasy. There is a Chappelle show skit. If you watch the Chappelle show of one of the comedians on there, his name's Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's brother, telling the story about how good Prince was at basketball. Really? That Prince came and played with Eddie one day. Yeah. And play, and they were just playing in the backyard, and Prince was dragging them. No kidding. Demolishing them. Because he was supposed to he was supposed to be really good at basketball. Yeah. So that's Dang. all that's what I'm gonna go with my last. I think Choose. I got a, I got a good start five if we playing ball. If we playing football, <laughs> yeah. I might be a little hurt. <laughs> Listen, you you just chose Prince over some of these names. You ready? Uh Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, Matthew McConaughey, Nelly, and Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Hey, that's some that's some studying right there, though. You, yeah. you study. Um, hey, Caleb, go go over your four one more time. I got you right now. I got a Barack Obama, J. Cole, Chris Brown, Prince, Prince. Wow, that may win it or lose it for you. you if we running four, if we running fours, bro, we running fours. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely went basketball minded. That's for sure. All right, Dad, your four. I I had Rock, Burt Reynolds. Uncle Phil Robertson, Jim Gaffigan. And if I had to pick another one, I'd probably have to go with Caleb Elliott from the seven and eight year old machine pitch Orioles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a D one athlete back then. That's uh, right. I thought you were going to get drafted out. <laughs> My four was Kevin Hart, Quavo, Adam Sandler, and Terry Crews. Again, if you follow me on social media at Noah Thompson one on Instagram or at Noah Craig Thompson on Twitter, vote on who won the draft. That's um, pretty good. And uh, or if you have my personal phone number, please text me. Um, but Caleb, man, we appreciate you for coming on. Great storyteller. We'll, we'll definitely yeah, be glad to have awesome, you back. Um, man, I'm so blessed, man. Y'all are just awesome. Y'all are family, man. Right up the road. That's right. Any anytime you went back on, and when you're uh, when you're big time, come on, brother. You tell me. <laughs> I'm yeah. free. What you mean? I do comedy. I don't do nothing <laughs> there today. <laughs> we appreciate you, man. <laughs>